0: Hey guys, it's Janine bringing you week seven of our Life Group Leader audio guide. Let's jump right into our icebreaker question. When was the last time you embarked on a brand new adventure of your own? Describe your situation and your reflections as you began your journey. So the idea behind this question is to certainly bond around adventures that we've had in our lives and learn about one another. But it's also to make this connection to the disciples and the experience they were having as they were embarking on this new adventure with Christ's resurrection and ascension and the calling that they had to share the gospel and begin the early church. Okay, so let's jump into our discussion questions, and we're going to move right to question two. What do you see in this text that reveals the power of God? What do you learn about God's priorities for the use of his power? So the goal of this question is to discuss with your group general reflections that you see about the power of God displayed in this section of scripture. When we identify God's power and the access we have to it, we are strengthened to continue to follow him. So we see God's power Through Christ's resurrection and his mission to bring salvation to mankind. I mean, he was raised from the dead, and the very first people he goes to see are those whom he loves and who've served with him during his earthly ministry. Um, In his resurrected state, he pursued the pillars on which he would build his church and he strengthened them for the road ahead. So, in the power of the resurrection, we see God's deep love for us and the power he wants to bestow on us through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Jesus' priorities are clear. He used his power to obey the Father and to bring us salvation. In verse 17, we see Jesus declare that his disciples will receive the very power that Christ has already displayed to perform signs and miracles for the sake of the gospel. And verse 20 affirms that this is the way it happened. This shows us that God is anything but selfish with his power. Jesus is not only willing to give it up in order to bring us to salvation, he's also willing to give it to us in order that the world may know that he is the resurrection and the life. Question three, what motivates you to share about Jesus with those around you? How does the way Jesus prepared and empowered the apostles to proclaim the gospel give you courage to do the same? All right, so the purpose of this question is to identify our motivations for sharing the gospel, which then will lead us into a discussion about how to do it. So there could be several reasons that your group comes up with uh, that they share the gospel. And in our printed leader guide, there's lots of references to different verses that would support some of these reasons. Some of the reasons might be we share because we're commanded to do so. We share because we're rewarded in our obedience. We share the gospel because we have compassion on others like Jesus did. And we may share because we just have gratitude and love for God who saved us. So your group may come up with even more reasons than these about why they share the gospel. And we just rejoice in the sharing of such good news together. Hopefully discussing our motivations together will encourage us to proclaim it even more. So in addition to our motivations for sharing, we must also recognize the ways in which God prepares us to speak the truth in his name when the moments come. So the passage in Mark 16, verses nine through 20 describe how Jesus came to them. He literally approached them and actually corrected them in some of the ways that they were thinking. And then he empowered them to tell others about him. Then when he ascended, he left and they actually did. They shared the gospel with the power that he gave them. And Verse 20 says he was there. Christ was there to confirm his message through them. So in a similar way, Jesus comes to us. He adjusts us sometimes and transforms our minds and hearts as it's needed. But then he emboldens us for the task and walks us through it. So the disciples' example can be encouraging to us as we obey Christ and share his truth. Question four. What role does the Holy Spirit play in the proclamation of the gospel? How can you use the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given you to talk about Jesus with others? So this question is meant to help your group discuss the leadership of the Holy Spirit in the process of salvation of a believer, as well as our role in sharing it. The discussion will also lead your group to identify strengths and gifts given to each person by God in order to share his good news. It's important to recognize the leading that the Holy Spirit does both in our hearts as the sharers as well as in the hearts of those who are listening. There's a variety of passages in scripture that remind us of the power of God in the hearts of men to help them understand the truth. And in the printed leader guide you can check out those passages that describe the Holy Spirit's conviction in the hearts of men, how the Holy Spirit reveals the truth and transforms us into a new creation. There's also scripture that reminds believers that the Holy Spirit will empower them to share, like in Acts eight, when the disciples receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and are charged with being witnesses for Christ. The early church saw many more movements of the Holy Spirit in individuals as well as in groups, so check out a bunch of passages in Acts for support of that idea. And then Hebrews chapter 2 describes how the Holy Spirit distributes specific gifts for the purpose of furthering the gospel. John 15 describes the power that the Holy Spirit gives us to testify of Christ. All these scriptures are super encouraging and have likely played out in the lives of many of your group members. So I want to encourage you to have a time where your group members can share specific moments or examples from when they may have been able to feel the spirits leading to share the gospel. This could be a great time of encouragement not only for those who have been able to share the gospel with others, but also those who are hoping to be able to do so in the future and maybe gain the courage from being in this group uh, to be able to figure out what their giftings are and how they can share the gospel in their social circles and spheres of influence. If your group knows each other well enough at this point, it could also be a great opportunity for encouragement in that you're speaking into each other's lives, sharing how you see uh, another group member is either currently or could be in the future, be gifted in sharing the gospel with others. Question five, after studying this passage, what is one thing that you're going to do to share the gospel this week? So this is a variation on our typical question five, which asks for more of a general reflection or application point but what we are hoping to do is narrow this application focus to specifically sharing the gospel because it is such a clear step of obedience that we are called to take uh, that's listed in this passage that we're studying today. So just remember different people in your group may have different comfort levels with sharing the gospel because there's so many different ways in which to do so. So the idea is to celebrate each other's gifts and consider creative ways to share the gospel with those around us. So for some it might be striking up a conversation with specific people people. For others, it might be sharing a verse on social media or texting a friend and encouraging prayer. And even others, it might um, step out to perform an act of kindness as a pathway to sharing the gospel. So whatever the means, we're prayerful to see people reach the end. That is salvation in Christ. We have a bonus question this week, question six. At the conclusion of our study in Mark, what is one theme, truth, or story that has impacted you most significantly? How have you seen opportunities in your life to follow our servant savior, Jesus? So the goal of this question is to encourage your group to think over the entirety of the study and see if there are any specific or general lessons that they learned, themes they noticed, or practices that they put into place as a result of our study in Mark. So this will be a valuable time for your group members to consider the totality of the study, recognizing any changes that they've seen in themselves over the course of the months that we've studied this book together. Some of your group members may have answers ready to go right off the top of their tongue, and others may need a bit of time to go over their notes or think and pray about what they've learned. And it may be more time than you have in the group meeting. So if they cannot think of anything in that moment, just encourage them to take time on their own to do some reflecting um, and consider what they learned or how they may have grown over the last few months. Pastor Nate gave a great summary of our time together in the start of this sermon from this week, so some of those notes are available at nateholdridge.com and might be helpful to spark some thoughts from your members this week. Our training minute is focused on the third element of our Life Group's mission, which is support. So our vision is following Christ together, and we do that through connecting with one another, growing with one another, and supporting one another. So supporting one another is coming alongside each other in life's joys and challenges. 1 Peter 4.10 says that each one should use whatever gifts he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. As leaders, we encourage you to help facilitate opportunities for your group members to catch this vision, to take their gifts, and to use them to support others. So... Doing this within the context of a life group is what I would call an easy win because we can do it in a safe space where this type of support is received well. In your leadership, it's important to model giving support to your members because as they receive it, they'll be able to identify it and then pass it along to others. Additionally, you may consider providing space either in your group meeting or encouraging the support to happen throughout the week when you're not gathering together. That's it for this week's Leader Guide. As always, thanks so much for all you do. We're praying for your meetings this week.